You're listening to the Debrief Podcast, and welcome to 2021. Within the next few days, we, we've been through a lot, and I just want to say that the Debrief Podcast has not disappeared. One thing I always say to my friends is that when it's time for me to say something, I'll say something. And maybe I've actually neglected my own philosophy on how I communicate, but my apologies for such a wait. And if you're listening to this, it is not too late. Now, I want to cover a couple episodes that I have had on cue for a while, but I have not discussed. One of them being delivering justice for life. And I'm going to expand that a little bit to just politics in general, instead of just Supreme Court justices. I believe that politicians should not have terms that follow more than generations. Now, this can be very troubling for some ideologies, especially mine, where I believe in the village mentality where you are to include your elders in decisions. In You're supposed to have them there for advice. They are your archives of the past. So you're not supposed to, you know, alienate them and have them outside of your decision making, but they should not be the end all be all. They should not be the executive anymore of the family. In in the Western society, you know, it's the main the the leader for us is eligible at 35. That's the president. That's the youngest you can be is 35. And, you know, you can be old as dirt to become president nowadays. Now, the thing is is that your health deteriorates the older that you get. So it is important that you have a healthy leader. Now, this doesn't mean they have to run, you know, better than a Marine, shoot better than uh, an Army sniper and all this fancy stuff. They just have to be in good health mentally, mostly. You can be in a wheelchair. Shoot, we've had FDR serve for nearly 11, 11, 12 years. So it's all about the mental stability. That's one thing that has been pointed out between our last two presidents is their mental capacity. So with that being said, we can point out some people that have been in politics for a long time, maybe a little bit too long for our own opinions. I was doing some research, and on average, our more modern Supreme Court justices are serving longer terms of around 28 years. 28 years divided by four is seven presidential terms. Now, to consider that in a, in a double presidential term where the president gets both terms back to back, you're considering eight, 16. 24. So basically, you're looking at three whole presidents and then another one on the side. And maybe that that's pretty decent. But at the same time, it matters on how the previous generation was. Consider having a Supreme Court justice that was, you know, very much against the idea of minorities having rights. And now it is. 28 years later, and these rights are now being brought upon 
and you just disagree with it. To the people, you're out of touch, you're out of date, you're crazy. But to you, you know, you're still fully capable of your job. Think about senators and congressmen where they serve nearly life-term sentences. You know, they, they just keep coming back in. Just every term, just keep getting voted back in. Mitch McConnell. Shoot, there are even some in Maryland. And the thought is to not discriminate against our elders. That is far from the point. The point is to give initiative back to not our young folks, but our our mature folks, if that makes sense. It is to give initiative to the youngs as well, because if the voting age is 18, why should someone be having, you know, service service catalogs, you know, like this this tenure list over the age of 18? Do they have to retire from politics after 18 years? No, they, they can they can go to something else, but they just can't stay in that same position for 18 years. Plus. So consider a senator. You know, you vote him in after 18 years, it's probably time to see his way out of it and have someone else come out. Consider making him, what? Well, why doesn't he go for governor? Come back home and help out the state. When He better, he or she or Zed better promote themselves to the next presidential administration and find himself as a secretary or an advisor of some sort, or just take his lovely pension and just retire and live a good life. And if someone asks him to be advisor for their congressional office, then they can do that. But I've seen that a lot of our congressmen are out of touch with the modern scheme of life. Now, does this mean that society is just speeding up too fast? No, because society is going to govern itself. But we get governed by our politics. And our maturity has not matched our politics yet, nor has our politics matched our society. So we're, we're in kind of a weird seesaw. It's like a seesaw that's broken in two spots. So you have the main board and then two broken pieces. And no one can really see or saw. There are, there are a lot of things that I can get into that are just a bunch of what ifs when it comes to someone serving a little bit too long. But let's just let's just consider one thing. Why is it that the president can only serve for two terms? That that's that's in the Bill of Rights. You can only serve two terms. But then you have Supreme Court justices that will serve nearly God knows how long. They are appointed for life, if I'm correct. Last time I heard it was appointed for life. You have senators who have been serving before my life, before some adult's life, shoot, nearly as long as some parents. 
so there there's a certain amount of you know imbalance to this in my beliefs it's it's time to get new blood in there fresh blood in there and that there should be more regulation on how long people can serve if we're supposed to be a democracy and we're supposed to be giving everyone the opportunity whether it is in vote or whatever the decision is or whatever the ideology is we need to make it easier for all of us even if it's our fan favorite person once it's their time to go it is their time to go you got to give them the retirement boot that's just one part the next part is age this is more specific to you know discrimination against our elders and it comes very tricky because just like we vets we in, we investigate we we interview these high level individuals for these high level positions we need to do this so we can see their mental capacity just like we say, okay, this soldier is running for a position. However, he has PTSD and he's a little bit too much warmongering like. Is the same way that we need to be hard on our, you know, our vets in politics. Joe Biden should not be considered. Donald Trump should not be considered. These are two... 70-year-old plus men who clearly have their days slipping up a little bit more than the average person. If we consider it in military age, you're 18, you're a baby. You're 40, you're starting to become an old man. You need to get out of here. By the time you hit 50, if you're not a general or some high-level colonel of some sort, you're out of there. And this country was built upon the military. So why aren't we copying our military a little bit more than usual? We, we apply our military to everything else. Our global diplomacy hinges on the crutches of a military base in every country, basically. So we, we need to start taking a little more thought into that. They, they, they tell all the soldiers, all the sailors, all the airmen, all the seamen, all the sailors. They say to them, hey, buddy, you done your 20 years. You're getting a little old. Get the hell out of here. Here goes your pension. Live a good life. Start a family. If you want some more money, go, go to college, become a professor or something. Get another trade school job. You just can't work for us anymore. That's how it is in the military. Go ahead and ask a couple of your friends, your family. I can guarantee you they told them, get out of here. If they serve for their 10 plus, their 12 plus, their 20 plus, whatever it was. After a while, they say, you are staying in here too long and you need to get out. So for our politicians, you know, the golden age is going to be the 30s. That, that, that's prime time working age. You, you've passed your 20s. You're out of your teens. You, you have some experience. You're still connected to the youth. And you're fresh in the game. 30s is fresh. We got that. 40s, 
your experience. You have at least 10 years experience if you started in your 30s. A lot of these people were different interns and stuff at the age of 20. A lot of them came from elite schools. So they've been doing this SGA thing, this politics thing, this political science thing since the age of 18. A lot of them come from families. So they have been groomed into this kind of, you know, lifestyle. So by the age of 40, you at least have a decade worth of experience. 40 is still fresh. That is not old person. I've come to learn that as myself, as a young person dealing with people. 40 is not very old. It's very experienced. 50 years old, those are your veterans. They've been around for a good while. 60, that's when it's starting to consider on, okay, are you going to level up again? Or are you going to get out of here? 60s is the fork in the road. This is your time to get a bigger job or start getting yourself prepared for retirement. If you started, you know, a, a, your senator job, your Supreme Court justice, you know, sentence at age 40 and it's now 60. Yep. It is time to see. Are you going to go up or are you going to go down? And neither one is not really that bad. All those politicians get paid big money, bigger than most educators. Shoot, bigger than a whole lot of people. They get better benefits than athletes. Next thing would be is 70s. 70s, you're, you basically should be out of there. You, you, people should be keeping a close eye on you if you're in your 70s and you're a high-level personnel in the country because that there are a whole lot of things that could be wrong with you you know by that age one of the one of the common things is well I've made it this long in life so I'm gonna stay like that and you guys are just gonna have to deal with me you know, the grumpy grandpa who's a little bit too conservative for the family, not in politics, just conservative, you know, in his lifestyle. Come on, grandpa, you got to try this. He doesn't want to try it. That that's that's real. And. People do not like change when you're young, when you're old. So. The older you get, you know, the more concrete that belief is going to be. So how is that going to help the country? Balance is needed, yes. But someone standing in the way of change is not beneficial to the country. That is a threat. Shoot. If, if we were to vote in a 70-year-old man who is not at full capacity to lead... And he is elected to a high level office, such as president, vice president, senator, secretary of state, anything that's in the succession of president. That that should be an act of treason upon ourselves, honestly. That that's what I really see it as. So. Where do we go with this? It's time that we look at our leaders in our community, in our state, in our cities, in our counties. We, 
the uh, the word would be like pussyfooting, tiptoeing. That's what we call it in football. You know, stop tiptoeing and run full speed. You got to stop playing around and giving our people a platform. If you haven't, you know, paid attention to a lot of civil rights activists and their critiques and their commentary about politics, it is that both sides of the party are playing us. And when I mean us, I don't mean just black people. I mean in general. That's a very big classism thing. I've come to learn that the whole racism thing that we recognize is a little bit more than just the white versus black. Definitely more of a money thing. Maybe I'll make that a whole episode. It is what I learned in my class for African diaspora and how, you know, if people didn't discover sugar and weren't so ambitious to make money off of sugar, maybe the transatlantic slave wouldn't have slave trade wouldn't have happened. Just maybe. But back to what we were talking about. So, you know, we got to have this all together. We we have to promote our people to the proper positions and we have to be consistent with it. Just voting in one good person and then slacking off on all the other positions is not going to help us at all. We vote in the right president but didn't do good in our Goober, Goober National, you know, that, that that's the governor's race, or we do bad in voting for our congressman. What What's going to be the point of having a good president if we have the same bozos that are in Congress fooling around with our president? You should have noticed that with this last presidential administration, and the Obama administration, whether you agree or disagree with Obama's politics, you should have seen how much they've been playing around with them. Or just look at how much the Congress has been playing around with the checks for stimulus, the, the stimulus checks for all of our American people during this pandemic. First, it was 1200 Then it dropped down to 600 then everyone is pushing for 2000 but they're all pussyfooting around. Now, this money goes to everyone. So why are... Why, why is it that everyone is having different views on this? Whether you live in the sticks of Kentucky or you live in the high-rises of Manhattan... $2,000 is a good $2,000 to everyone. It's your money. You pay the taxes for it every year. So why are they playing with your money? Simple things like that. The, If you consider it in the nuclear family style, the general population is all of parents, and children, and your elders. Your politicians are the parents. That's the parent generation. And a little bit of the children 
that are soon to become that parent generation. And the grandparent generation should be moving out by then. Does the grandparents run the family? Or is it now the responsibility of the parents to do so? Maybe that maybe that's the confusion right there. Is just that. Is who runs it? You know, we can become complacent on things like this. So before I keep rambling anymore, I leave you with the question on what politics do you believe in? Are you conservative? Are you a liberal? Are you progressive? Are you a far right? Are you centered? Are you centered left? Are you centered right? Do you just believe in the proper progression of our country? Do you believe in holding a certain a certain politic for this country, whether it's us being great again, getting in a war war, slapping someone's behind and move them to the side? Do you believe in us being weak? Do you believe in us being a socialist country and we support all of all of our citizens? Should we be allowing immigrants back into our country? Should we be giving people this much freedom in our country that aren't our people? And the best thing I could say to that as my direct answer is I'm for the defense of my own people. And maybe that's what's making it so hard for our country is that everyone is just defending our own. And I can't condemn you for that. Because as a young black man, I, I definitely believe that I should be protecting myself and the longevity of my family. And I understand that for everyone else. But are you defending passively or are you defending proactively? Are you trying to defend your family going out hunting? Or are you trying to defend your family by standing at the goal line? I'll leave you there. You listen to DB Podcast with Reggie Allen.